Aidan Leahy here with you until 7 o'clock on Cork's Red FM on the big red bench. As I said, it's 3 3 at St. James's Park. What a game. Elkai Gundigan opened a scoring 1 0 City, then Almiron levelled 1 all. Callum Wilson put the home side ahead. Kieran Trippier with an unbelievable strike from a free kick gave Newcastle a 3-1 lead but it was Haaland and Bernardo Silva the man who might be on his way out of Manchester City that have rescued the situation for Pep Guardiola so far here is Stephen Goldsmith on the latest action Newcastle 3 Manchester City 3 and just like that the champions show their class and claw back that two goal deficit it was a lovely through ball by Kevin De Bruyne where Bernardo Silva was waiting to take uh, to take two touches to put the ball in the back of the net the first one to control it the second one to just calmly roll the ball into the bottom right hand corner Newcastle 3 Man City 3 yeah, we'll get back to the Premier League action in just a few moments' time. First, let's bring up to date on all the goings-on in Gaelic Games. The finals of the Premier Senior Football and Hurling College and Divisions Championship are to be decided in Park Huron this evening. Uh, first up and just underway is Immokilly versus Avondu in the Co-op Superstores Hurling Final. Then at 7.45, it's Duhalo versus Carberry in the Bonsecours Football Decider. And as we said, uh, we'll hear from Duhalo boss Ned English a little later on in the show. Plenty of Irish involvement in the final day of the European Championships in Munich. Mark English will be hoping for a podium finish when he goes in the final of the 800 metres at 20 to 7 Irish time. Before that, Sarah Lavin is looking to book her place in the decider of the women's 100 metre hurdles. Her semi final gets underway in about 20 minutes' time. Um, Mikko Hasso and Ephraim Giddy will fly the flag for Ireland in the final of the 10,000 the 10, metres at 7 pm. Earlier, Cyclist Alice Sharp finished 29th in the women's road race, while Jennifer Egan Simmons came sixth in the final of the women's singles 500 meter possibly kayak final uh, not sure on that one I've had to double check that a few times and it's a bit contradictory but uh, uh, she ended up missing out on the medals there uh, Rory McIlroy is now in a share of 11th place ahead of his final round of the BMW Championship in Delaware this evening the Northern Irishman is just teeing off from 7 under par uh, Shane Lowry is out on the course he's currently level par for the day uh, 5 under for the tournament Waterford's Seamus Power shot a 4 over round of 75 to finish the week on seven over American Patrick Cantley has a one shot lead over the chasing pack on 12 under par now let's get into um, well what might just about turn out to be the biggest shock of the weekend in the Premier League Leeds United 3 Chelsea nil. Adam Jury reports Leeds have been in Chelsea by three goals to nil a surprising scoreline but the hosts were far and away the better team the opener was a howler on 33 when Aronson robbed Mendy in his box and simply walked the ball into an empty net four minutes later Rodrigo headed in his fourth goal of the season to double the lead then Harrison tapped him from close range on 69 to make it three things got worse for Chelsea when Koulibaly was sent off for a second yellow late on but Leeds record their first win of the season full-time at Ellen Road finished lead three Chelsea nil yeah, and of uh, just disastrous enough for Chelsea, really, at, at Elland Road. Uh, Edward Mendy with a really bad mistake. Koulibaly, uh, it was a poor day for him as well. Manager Thomas Tuchel told Sky Sports News their attacking play wasn't good enough. Uh, you cannot score if you don't if you don't shoot on the target, and it's uh, disappointing that we lost even the second half. I thought we that we were capable of winning the second half and 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 stealing minimum a point, but we were not. You're not sure if Tuchel was actually on the sideline or not. I can't remember what happened with the the ban. I think um, 
I think he was in the stand in the end, I'm, I'm fairly sure. Uh, but yeah, I know he was on the sideline actually. Uh, so I don't know what happened there I think I saw Jesse Marsh he was pretty strong on it he said he shouldn't be on the sideline if he got a right card the last day but um, he got away with it and he was there on the sideline to witness it all in in, in all its glory uh, yeah let's hear from the Leeds manager now of course uh, he was also talking to Sky Sports News and he just said his players were dominant we have to be aggressive at home because the fans demand it right and, and it's the beauty of being here is I, it's how I like to play football is to be aggressive to be on the front foot you know I think it all came together in a good way today, uh, which is why we why we looked the way we did. Well, from hero to villain, Kieran Trippier, an unbelievable free kick to put Newcastle three one up. It's now three three, and he's after being sent off for a challenge on Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, what a turnaround it is at St James's Park. It's almost reminiscent of the games back in the nineties that Newcastle used to be involved with. You know, the the Liverpool four three or, or whatever. Um, but uh, it's gone to VAR, but I'm, it, it was pretty high by Kieran Trippier. And I'd say he could be heading for the early showers. The referee's going to look at the monitor. We'll keep you up to date with that. Uh, let's firstly just uh, get you up to date with uh, the earlier game between Brighton and West Ham. It was Brighton who took all three points. Uh, here's Nigel Bidmead. West Ham nil, Brighton 2. Three games, three defeats and no goals. This is West Ham's worst start since 1971. Brighton went ahead from the penalty spot on 22 after Danny Welbeck was felled in the area Alexis McAllister sent the goalkeeper the wrong way the second goal on 66 came from a lovely flick by Pascal Gross who put in Leandro Trossard one-on-one with the keeper he scored with a low finish twice in the last 10 minutes West Ham tested Robert Sanchez in the Brighton goal with headers which the Spaniard tipped over West Ham nil, Brighton 2 yeah Brighton remaining unbeaten in the Premier League after that victory um uh, actually the referee has ruled out that red card for Kieran Trippier he's given him a yellow instead so Trippier survives he stays on the pitch and Newcastle will certainly need him because City have really turned up the tempo uh, since getting back level but yeah Brighton remaining unbeaten um, but uh, not not great for, for, for West Ham uh, let's hear from Graham Potter after their victory today I didn't think we were perfect in the first half but still a strong performance not easy on the out there it was another hot one the pitch was quite slow so to move the ball fast wasn't so easy but uh, credit to the boys they gave everything did what what we asked them to do as as well as they could and deserved the three points I think The West Ham side were booed off by their fans at the London Stadium after the loss manager David Moyes told Sky Sports News he's keeping positive We started the second half well but then the second goal just took took it out of us completely then when they got it midway through the second half but uh, look Brighton were the better team. We done we done some good things which wouldn't be noticeable today, but uh, but there were some things which we are positive. Celtic have moved back to the top of the Scottish Premiership with a 2-0 win against Hearts at Parkhead. The victory means they've maintained their 100% start to the season. Hearts ended the game with nine men after two late red cards. Domestically, the champions are in action in the SSC Electricity Premier Division this evening. Shamrock Rovers faced Dundalk in a top-of-the-table clash. Kick-off at Tallis Stadiums at 7. Shelburne face Valor of Iceland this afternoon in a round one final qualifier for the Women's Champions League. It's into the second half in Slovenia and Valor lead 3-0. 
Cork City Women's last night recorded, or yesterday should I say, recorded a 3-2 victory over Sligo Rovers at the cross. Uh, spectacular Ava Mangan free kick uh, that won City of the game and uh, caught up with uh, their boss, Danny Murphy, earlier. All right, I'm joined on the line by Cork City Women's boss, Danny Murphy. Um, a thriller of a game yesterday at Turner's Cross against Sligo Rovers. You must be delighted with the win. Yeah, no, I'm very happy with the win. I mean, um, I think the thing to take away from it more is that, you know, the, the grit and determination of the players to come back from a couple of setbacks within the game. And, you know, they they stood up and they, they showed that they're good enough to come back from that. And it was it was brilliant. Yeah, like he took the lead, you went behind and then you wrestled control back. So it must be pleasing for you to see that mental fortitude on the pitch. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, when we conceded the first goal, we kind of evidenced we had a 15-minute period where we kind of lost our structure a little bit in shape and we kind of looked a little bit deflated at that moment. But, like, we spoke about half-time and we just said to the girls, look, you're more than capable of going and winning this game now. You know, just it's the same as how it started. You're still drawing the game. Um, you can't be, like, you know, really up high when you're winning the game and then you can see the goal and go all the way, like, too low. So we need to find that balance of you know, being kind of very level-headed in terms of if we can see the goal, we know we stay within our structure and our game plan and we, we stick to it and we keep going. And we did that in the second half. Even when we went 2-1 down, we, we still played and we still done the right things. And, you know, we was very organised and we created the chances for ourselves because of that. How important is it to have leaders on the pitch that can settle things down uh, within the squad and also, I suppose, situations like that kind of create leaders as well? Yeah, no, listen, it would be, be brilliant for the girls to boost the confidence to show that, you know, we can go 1-0 down or 2-0 down or 2-1 down within a game and come back and, you know, and win a game. Um, I think we've needed that. We've, we've shown glimpses of it in the last four to five weeks. Um, we just haven't quite had the luck in front of the goal or got that opportunity to take it. Um, whereas yesterday, like, you know, we created a good few chances and we kind of weren't really getting the bounce of the ball and then, you know, we, Becky's finish just was was brilliant the run the pass everything about it was good and then obviously look to top it off with a goal like Eva Mangan you know something special exactly yeah talk to me about that that Eva Mangan free kick it was spectacular uh, I was look me and James had a little joke on Thursday because we practiced on Thursday night in training and they weren't that great and we, and we said if we win a game off a free kick we'll be lucky this weekend laughing and um and Eva to be fair to her like you know, she's had a few in the last few weeks and they've kind of been a bit floaty and a bit, you know, lofted into the walls. The goal was, we kind of said, to look, just, you know, just strike it. Don't worry about, like, the height of come and you generate enough power on the shot. And to put it where she put it and the strike she actually had from the distance she hit, not many goalkeepers are going to save that. Absolutely, a spectacular strike. Um, a trip to UCD Waves next week. Um, the result yesterday will, will give training that bit more energy, I imagine, and the girls will be in good spirits preparing for that game. Yeah, no, look, I mean, going into the game, I think the girls know that it's a tough game. Um, we were competitive against them for periods in the game, but not just, we didn't sustain for very long periods in the game. So, you know, we're, we know we're capable of competing against some of the teams in the top end of the table. You know, it's about, it's about how we keep progressing. And training's been good since I've been in here. It's really improved. And, like, the intensity of the training and, the effort the girls put in has been brilliant and the rewards now are starting to come and show on the pitch so we've just got to keep sticking to what we've been doing things we know we're good at and if we keep doing that you know the results will come and 
well, the performances are quite ain't been where we all wanted them to be as a group. But you know, we know the performances have been there. We've been very close. We just we need to go into that the same level of performance this weekend, and you know we we should get a result out of the game if we do that. Absolutely. Well, the very best of luck with that, and uh, thanks a million for joining us on the Big Red Bench. No worries. Appreciate. It. Yeah, Danny Murphy there speaking after their victory uh, yesterday against Sligo Rovers and a big trip uh, next week to UCD Waves for them. Now let's turn our attention to uh, Gaelic Games and uh, at the moment ongoing at Parky Rin, uh, the uh, Co-op Superstores Cork Premier Hurling Championship Divisions and Colleges Final and it's Emma Killey who've gotten into a very early lead after seven minutes it's two four-three points early goals from uh, Dermot Healy and Sean Desmond there putting the East Cork side ahead after that it's De Halle versus Carberry uh, in the football final uh, of course 7.45 the throw-in is there at Parky Rin uh, here's De Halle boss Ned English ahead of the decider alright De Halle uh, football manager Ned English joins me on the line um, I suppose um the, the divisions and colleges championships over the last couple of years obviously have been massively hindered with the pandemic and everything but um, it, it's exciting now to have this final uh, double header in Park you're in uh, this evening um, and uh, yourselves going up against Carberry um, it must be uh, an exciting buzz inside in the camp Yeah it's great it's great that two, two, two teams with all Cork players are going up against head to head two places with proud traditions to be fair in football both Carberry and Johalo real real football places so you know it'll be it'll be a great occasion Divisional sides putting them together is difficult putting successful divisional sides together is, is very difficult um, I suppose this year how has that journey been for you? Well it, it's always it's always difficult but there's a great tradition in this place down here of representing your division and you know when there were you know when we asked people to 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 represent the the place well there were there were there were enough of people to put up their hands and they've they've done very very well they're, they're you know when they put on that to hollow jersey they become a different they, they become different they they will fight like whatever with themselves in local club matches but when they're there in that to hollow jersey there's great togetherness and all we had to do really was tap into that and we'll see where that takes us tonight, you know. He came through a semi-final against MTU, a good win. Uh, what aspects of the performance pleased you the most? I think our teamwork, to be honest with you, and, and the fa- fact that we gave seven new caps to to, to to different lads and every one of them stood up. First time playing for senior football. But then, as I said to them before, there always has to be a first time for people. And, and you know they embraced they embraced it like a duck to water you know so very pleasing can they reproduce it tonight well that's the big challenge that's the big challenge Donoghue O'Connor I suppose is a real leader and the experience he has the class that he can show it's absolutely priceless yeah there are great leaders throughout that team there's Donica, but there are also other great leaders Johnny McLaughlin has been there for a large number of years now a stalwart in defence Kevin Kremen you've Donica. Seamus Hickey, Conor O'Callaghan. You know, there are leaders rippling, Paul Walsh. There are leaders, there, there, there were seven, I think, new, new newcomers. But then there were other lads who've been there for a number of years and they, they were all very, very instrumental in, in, in leading the team. And of course, Donica, I mean, you ha- his longevity from the first time I ever took over to Allo, I, I, I'd like to forget how many years ago. Um, he's been there since ever present and he's never failed to give his all for the division. 
And in fact, actually last year, it was somewhat disgraceful that he had to play an hour and a half football before that game against Guilty, and then without any rest or recovery had to play the following the following day. That's something that I think the county board, I would love if they would, for all divisions, give them the respect that they give a little bit of rest time between their clubs and themselves. I know it's different to before and clubs have to be attended to, as they should be. But again, they should give the respect of at least 48 hours of recovery for people who play with their clubs and then represent Proudly, their divisions of both Carberry tonight and Johallo and any other division in Mokili or any other division that, 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 that puts itself out there. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, of course, then the game itself tonight against Carberry, what sort of challenge do they represent? They represent a huge challenge. Um, I go back to the year when I got married. Uh, I was playing with Johallo against Carberry and they beat us that year in a, in a quarter final. They went on to win that particular year. So Carberry... It's been around a long, long, long time. And, um, you know, they're, they're a very proud footballing place below there. And they will bring, they will bring just like Duhalo, they will bring a level of football, a level of comradeship and, into this battle tonight. And, you know, they're, they're, they're probably as difficult as it gets to, to play against in, in the divisional setups. The occasion tonight, I suppose, as we were saying, like it's it's not often that there is this sort of kind of showpiece in the divisions and colleges championships. Um, how how beneficial is it for the players, and how rewarding is it for them to be able to go out in in Parky Rain and play in front of a nice crowd? Well, this is what it's all about, really. It's it's all about, and this is why the divisional setup I think is huge, because it's an opportunity for people that, that they wouldn't have been seen before some of these players, except playing with their clubs. And yet they're all excellent players and they can step up to a higher level. And it's a, it's a great showpiece for them to, to show what they're capable of doing, both for Carberry and Duhallo. And that's really what the divisional setup is about. And that's why it should be retained going forward and it should be respected because it always delivers players for the county later on and, and it's an opportunity for fellas to further their career Absolutely Well Ned look the very best of luck this evening and uh, I'm sure we'll speak with you again Thanks a million Thank you very much Aidan Yeah to hello boss and Ned English there ahead of uh, their final later on against Carberry in the college and divisions Bond Scores Premier Senior Football Championship final uh, keeping an eye on the uh, hurling which uh, started at 6 uh, 15 minutes gone it's Immachilly 2-9 Avenue 5 points um, at St James's Park 87 almost 88 minutes gone it's still 3 all uh, let's see if there's any late drama there can someone nick a winner um, now moving on to ladies football Aerog, um had a massive win over Valley Rovers they laid down a marker in the Cork LGFA Senior Championship today Aerog 316 Valley Rovers 1 point here's Ger McCarthy Ger McCarthy for Cork Shed FM's Big Red Bench reporting to you from Ovens where Aerog have gotten their Cork LGFA Senior Football Championship campaign off to a convincing start. A 3-16 to not one victory over a depleted Valley Rovers saw the Ovens Club get their Group 1 campaign off to the best possible beginning. Uh, last year's runners-up were just too strong
strong for a Valley Rovers team that were playing their first ever senior championship game having won the intermediate county championship in 2021 but credit to Rovers even though they were down seven, seven players from that intermediate county final victory including the two Kylie twins Dara and Emer for making things difficult for Aero throughout the afternoon they may have only registered one point on the scoreboard but uh, coach Dennis Mulvihill and former Cork Intercounty and all-star Valerie Mulcahy were on the sideline with them they were pleased with the players efforts uh, just outclassed on the day by a more experienced and a very very strong Aero lineup for whom uh, Emer Scali scored 1-3 Orla Cahalan also weighed in with 1-3 Ethan Nicovard got 1-2 and Laura Cleary uh, weighed in with 4 points good start for Airog. disappointment for Valley Rovers but they'll bounce back Ger McCarthy for Corkshire FM's Big Red Bench yeah, Jar uh, caught up with the Valley Rovers manager Dennis Mulville. Okay, Dennis Mulville. Look, three sixteen to not one is the scoreline, but they're mitigating circumstances. You're down seven players from last year's intermediate county winning team. It's a young team. You're up for the first time, first ever senior match. For those who were here, they'll have been impressed with the effort and the tenacity of your team. They never gave up. It's not a cliche. They kept going right till the end, and they made Airog work for their victory. And I suppose you, as the manager, can't ask for much more. No, and look, Jar, we are under no illusions. We knew this year and especially with the group the way it came with Mon Abbey and Kinsale in it that to stay up our priority this year is stay up right? and we have an extremely young team fine we're missing players but we can only play what we have and I can't ask for more than what we did there we had to play a certain way against a very very good team who will look probably be in the top two in the county let's face it so um, regarding the effort we learn from it we need to learn from it but our big game for us was always going to be for my and having a go off Kinsale the other two probably are games we just need to limit what we can do best yeah. uh, you know from all your experience of being an inter-county manager what does a game like this do for a player who's not been exposed to it yet yeah look we have two under 16s coming there now today like so we have another four or five 16 players playing a 16b final today so this is what we're looking at we're looking at a plan not for this year maybe for three years time that we then have a squad this squad will mature a little bit but we'll still have a lot of young girls coming in and then we if we can stay up in this league then we can actually have a go of we really believe we can be like I remember them getting a trashing from Moran Abbey a few years back there serious trashing and look at them now and that's what we have to look at that's they had a young team a few years ago we'll do the same we'll work on it we have a lot to learn still but um, we won't always get beatings like this either Ger also spoke to the Aerog manager Donald Cronin Okay, first of all that's a very comprehensive full time score but um, considering valleys were depleted considering it was the first day out you must be delighted with the result but still a bit to work on Oh, plenty to work on. But again, like you said, you're, we're delighted with the results. You know, the first championship game is always, it is always when you need to kind of get out of the system. And um, like we knew they were depleted and they, they were weak. We were as strong as we could be. Um, we, we played very well in parts and other parts. We have a bit of, bit of sharpening up to do and stuff like that. But all told, we'd be very, very happy with the performance. Yeah. One of the big positives for you as well was the spread of scores. You weren't reliant on any one player and you're no longer reliant on any one player you've got a lot of weapons in that forward line yeah 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 you'd be you're very happy with that like the more the more players that are scoring um, I, I think you, you're you're you've a bit more options and and you're probably more dangerous so but um, yeah we'd be very happy with that yeah um, it's going to be a tough group no matter what way you look at it so getting a win on the board is important for morale and for just keeping the momentum going oh 100% like you look at the group three of last year's four semi-finalists are in the group you've more than Abbey um, Kinsale for Meyer a very tough team as well like when we played them in the league earlier on this year and like Valleys were coming up as intermediate champions so like that that, that was and it is a tough group and every game is for winning and, 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 and that's it so and we're under no illusions What's it's one game at a time and that's one out of one so 
we'll be going for two out of two the next day <laughs> exactly and Orla Cahalan is somebody that's garnered a lot of headlines for her camogie and her football at minor intercounty ex- experiences and senior this year she looks like a real prospect but is it a case with you and with other managers you have to manage her and Maeve Cahalan and their time as best you can whilst getting the best out of for Aerog first oh yeah but sure I suppose at this stage you know like we've a lot of dual players we've six or seven or eight dual players and you'd be trying to do as good as you can for everybody there um, especially the players but you mentioned about Orla Callan being a prospect I, I don't think she's a prospect she's the real deal <laughs> she's serious operator and uh, here is Aerog's Maeve Callan speaking with her OK, Maeve, Callan, a uh, fantastic way to start the new season. 316 to not one is very comprehensive, but they were, you know, Valleys were well short. But from your own point of view, how happy are you with the full team performance? Yeah, it was great to get everyone together again today. Obviously, we've had girls involved with Cork and with Camogie with Cork. So today was kind of the first day that we had a full outfit for, for a game. Um, it was a great start to the championship and uh, hopefully we can just keep building on that. Yeah, you've been quite busy over the last few months to put a mile at inter-county level. What's it like to get back to, to the actual, you know, the county Championship with your club. Yeah, it's great with the with the split season that you know once the inter county finishes, you can you can put all your concentration um, on the club. Obviously, trying to juggle the the camogie championship and, and the football championship at times isn't easy. But you know it's great to have games and one game after the other. We're we're hoping to improve every day. So I think the split season is great. Good stuff. Your sister is garnering quite a lot of attention uh, or at the moment. She had another good game here today. How uh, how much of a big sister do you have to be to her? Is there any reason? Does she need a big sister? I don't think she uh, needs much <laughs> advice. She kind of knows what to do herself. But um, no, she's 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 really um, coming into it now. Even at senior level, you can see kind of the the minor championship has stood her a lot. Um, and obviously, they they had a massive win. So you know, it kind of brings her confidence in for the senior. And she's she's another great option for us up front. So yeah. so she's great to have. <laughs> She'd be delighted with all that praise. And um, from your own point of view, it's great to see you injury free because I know you've got club camogie commitments as well. But these kind of games when you're bombing up and down the pitch I mean it does bring there's a lot of confidence in this heroic team and uh, the obvious question you're going to want to go one step further than you did last year won't be easy but a performance like this gets the ball rolling yeah exactly and like we know we know no game is going to be easy um, and trying to keep everyone injury free you know obviously we've had girls coming back from Cork but we've had girls training all year we've girls playing camogie with their oak and obviously with the bears and stuff so you know it, the main objective is to keep everyone fresh keep everyone injury free and hopefully we can kind of have a full outfit for every day so that we can we can keep driving on excellent stuff well done thanks very much thank you yeah, uh, Jeremy McCarthy there at the Aerog uh, Valley Rovers game earlier. Now the game's kind of petering out at St. James's Park. Three all. Uh, it's into the fifth minute of the five minutes added on. There was a few stoppage, stoppages, so there might be a couple of more minutes. But I think the the energy and the the tempo has kind of gone out of the game. So I'd be expecting that to finish the way it is at the moment. We'll get a full time report on that as soon as it comes in. Uh, now after the break, we're going to look ahead to a huge game tomorrow night. Of course. United versus Liverpool and we look back at a big night's boxing last night don't go away The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie 
Cork's Red FM. Yeah, you're very welcome back to the Big Red Bench here on Cork's Red FM. Aidan Leahy here with you until 7 o'clock. It's full time at St. James's Park. It's finished 3 all between Newcastle and Manchester City after a spectacular game, in fairness. Uh, really good watch there. Um, Newcastle leading a 3 1 lead slip and uh, Kieran Trippier getting away big time with a fairly poor challenge that uh, saw him initially being sent off and then it was overturned and he got a yellow card instead. Uh, anyway, let's turn our attention to uh, last night's huge boxing match between um, Ukraine's Alexander Usyk and Anthony Joshua. Of course, it was Usyk who was victorious after a split decision. Um, and then I suppose after the match, uh, well, there was a lot of fallout really. Anthony Joshua, uh, he's admitted he let his emotions get the better of him um, after losing the match. Uh, he threw two of his opponent's title belts out of the ring and then he kind of stormed off out of the ring and then kind and he came back again and started speaking over the microphone. Uh, but anyway, he was here after in the in the post match uh, conference. Ex- tried to explain why. I was mad like, at myself, not anyone, just at myself. So I thought, I've got to get out of here because I'm mad. Like, like anyone, when you're angry, you might do stupid things. So I was mad. But then I realised this is sport. <laughs> Let me do the right thing and come back. And then I just spoke from my heart. Yeah, I don't know if he won over too many more fans to be honest with you uh, with his antics it was uh, yeah you know you kind of get that second hand embarrassment you know what I mean but uh, yeah it was uh, it was a strange one but um, he, he he said he has realised that uh, he, he needed to come back and do the right thing after storming off and come back and I don't know it was strange even the conversation he had with Usyk in the ring afterwards it was weird he was like it's not because you're strong it's because you're skillful I don't know it was just weird um, but his promoter Eddie Hearn uh, dismissed talk of Joshua retiring uh, he had to step in to answer questions when Joshua broke down in the fo- in the post fight press conference sometimes people don't understand the pressures that are on people's shoulders but he's never ducked a challenge he's never shirked the pressure he's always tried to give his time for people and he's always tried to inspire the next generation and of course as well it was it was a huge fight for the people of Ukraine uh, of course uh, ongoing war with Russia at the moment uh, Yusik uh, who's been congratulated by uh, Ukraine's president uh, was fighting on the front line in Kiev early th- earlier this year um, he says his country will win the war too Ukrainians never give up they always go to the end they always win we're definitely going to win we just need a little more time and there is calls after the game after the the fight for a unification bout with Tyson Fury but like Fury's supposed to be retired so I, I'm not sure what, uh, what what the story is there what's going to happen but um, to be honest with you I actually thought Fury's belt was up uh, it was was um, was up for grabs last night but uh, clearly not if that's still possibly on the cards but then again did anyone ever expect Fury to stay away uh, totally I don't know but sure we'll see only time will tell um, let's get a full time report a top Turvey game at St James's Park it's ended Newcastle 3 Manchester City 3 Stephen Goldsmith has the full time report Newcastle 3 Manchester City 3 a cracker here at St James's here we go first blood to the champions very early on Gundogan ghosting into the box to score Newcastle then hit back through Al 
Almiron, VAR overturning an initial offside call. Then Callum Wilson finished superbly to have the hosts in front at the break. Kieran Trippier then curled a wonderful free kick into the top corner to have Newcastle in dreamland. But the champions responded as champions do and clawed themselves back into the game. Erling Haaland pulled one back from close range and then Bernardo Silva finished after being played through brilliantly by Kevin De Bruyne. A great game at St James Park finishes Newcastle 3, Manchester City 3. Yeah, and it all means that Arsenal are top of the table. Three wins from three, uh, plus seven goal difference. Spurs in second, Leeds in third, Brighton fourth. Um, so that's some top four. I don't think anyone would have would have put that together um, at the start uh, three weeks ago, but uh, certainly interesting. Um, Fulham, of course, great start. Five points from their first three games uh, means they're seventh in the table and uh, <laughs> bottom of the table clash tomorrow night. Uh, United, funnily enough, can leapfrog Liverpool tomorrow um, of course Liverpool two points from two games United no points at all um, it is United versus Liverpool at Old Trafford um, huge games always even bigger possibly with, with you know just the, the circumstances like it hasn't been the perfect start for Liverpool by any means and it's been a disaster uh, for, for United so um, both managers will be desperately wanting the win uh, Liverpool just to just to take the pressure off of the the sort of um, title title fight panic that can creep in early in the season. Like you can't win the title uh, this early in the season, but I suppose you maybe can possibly uh, lose it. Uh, but um, look, the, the the I'm sure Liverpool uh, are going to right the ship eventually, and they'll they'll get back on track. Um, but tomorrow night could be a tricky one. Uh, it'll just be interesting to see what Eric Ten Hag does now, like in terms of Ronaldo starting. Is Ronaldo really going to be able to do anything against Liverpool tomorrow? Like, is he going to do any of the running required that to, that's going to have to beat Liverpool? What sort of system will Ten Hag go with? Um, like, they can't be in as, as as inept as they were against uh, Brentford, surely. Um, but I suppose one positive for Eric Ten Hag is that uh, it looks as if um, Real Madrid and Brazilian midfielder Casemiro is going to be joining. Uh, I think there's about 70 million euro involved in the deal altogether. I think 60 up front. Um, will he make much of a difference? To be honest with you, I'm I'm not getting my hopes up because. Yeah, every player that United have signed uh, in the last 10 years has turned out to be fairly underwhelming uh, you'd hope though that the fact that there there is a good group of coaches in that ticket with, with Ten Hag that, that, that they might just you know it might just mean that that they they did you know that, that Casemiro isn't a total disaster, and if it means that we don't have to watch McTominay and Fred play in a duo in midfield, uh, well that might be something anyway. But uh, let's hear from Eric Ten Hag ahead of the game. Uh, he spoke to the media yesterday. Obviously, last weekend will have been difficult for everyone connected to the club, and you've got a huge game coming up on Monday. What are you expecting from that match, and how the squad reacted and the group reacted? No, I think I made myself clear. I was definitely not happy clear huh? um, and uh, in football you can talk about football you can talk about plan uh, out of uh, philosophy but the basic stuff has to be good and that starts with the right attitude and so you need a, a fighting spirit on the pitch and I didn't see that from minute one Do you expect to see that I presume on Monday? Yeah but I think it's basic you have to bring it in every game on the pitch, you know, and of course, especially Monday night, but you bring it every game. So, 
Eric, there are a lot of um, protests planned against the ownership before the game uh, on Monday. Can you understand why that is the case and what would you say to those supporters? I, I can only say um, the owners want to win and, yeah, and the fans, uh, we want them behind the club and I can understand sometimes but I'm not that long in the club that I can see all the backgrounds eh? but uh, we have to fight together so we have to be unified and fight together. And can I just ask you about Cristiano Ronaldo obviously there's a lot of talk around him after the game on uh, on Saturday is he still part of your plans will he definitely still be here on the 2nd of September? Uh, I don't know why he's in particular um, in focus after Saturday, uh, it was it was the the team performance uh, and the whole team's attitude, uh, including Ronaldo. Can you guarantee that he's going to be here on second of September? Oh, he's in our plans, so that's what I can say. Eric, the next fixture is probably historically the biggest in English football. Do you have any memories of it or, or feelings around it? Have you been well educated on mm -hmm. Manchester United versus Liverpool? Yeah, I know <laughs> uh, the, uh, the rifles, uh, that we are the rifles and uh, that we have to win every game, but especially this game. Yeah, I know. In terms of the results so far, you speak about the wrong attitude, having a fighting spirit. It seems like psychologically the team are quite scarred, especially from what happened last season. How do you try and change that? How do you give them confidence and surety in themselves? Yeah, but it starts with yourself. Eh? Act as a team, uh, follow the rules and principles and work hard, as hard as you can maximize. And if you do that, you get confidence. Both Brighton and Brentford decided to bypass the press and go long. It's unlikely that Liverpool will do that as well. But are you changing your approach in any way for this game or are you going to stick to what you've done? <laughs> Every game is, well, that is, is different, different, um, so different approach. But the philosophy and the plan will be the same. What's this like? What's it been like this week for you? Yeah, it's it's a week as normal as a manager that you you see uh, a game, uh, you have a plan, a way of play, and then you you check uh, how uh, how the game went, and then you clear analyze and you see what's wrong and what's good. Now now obviously uh, a lot went wrong, but what I say. You don't have to talk about anything when the attitude is not right. And how do you manage to deal with all the scrutiny, the criticism, all the analysis there is over the course of a week when you've got a gap of seven days between a match that's gone so badly, like you say, to then build up to a game against Liverpool? Uh, first, I have a look by myself and I make a clear analyse. Huh? And I, then I, I take notice uh, of, of some uh, criticism. And criticism is uh, some are really good, eh? good advices. Eh? I will take them, but also some eh? are not that good. So I lay by side. <laughs> Does it help that it's Liverpool next to, to get a reaction from the team? Uh, we uh, work from game to game. 
and, and now it's Liverpool and obviously eh, we know eh, what's going on when you play against Liverpool and especially when you're Man United so yeah of course you have to be ready but also again yeah, you have to get um, uh, yeah, a point where you have to fight yourself into the season and but it's from game to game Hi, Eric. Um, has it been difficult to motivate the players this week and is it something that you've spoke to them about? No, it's not difficult to motivate this team because my experience with them, with them is from the start of the season they work really good on the training pitch. Yeah, I think Eric Tenag has gotten a fairly quick crash course on what it's like to be Manchester United manager. Like the the last three weeks have been hell on earth, I imagine, uh, for for any sort of a, a top flight manager. Uh, Mark English is currently on track. He's uh, just coming around. I think they're about halfway through the first lap of the eight hundred meter final. He's currently in second uh, behind the Italian. Um, and uh, of course, he was uh, his 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 qualification time in the semi final looked pretty good. Uh, uh, he's actually about to break into the lead there, but it's um, it's actually Garcia that goes ahead of him. So uh, we will keep an eye on that. Sarah Lavin uh, finished. Uh, she's uh, through to the final of the 100 meter hurdles at the European Championships. Uh, a PB 12.79 seconds in the semi-finals. She's back on track at 7:45 p.m. Uh, let's bring you an update um, uh, from the game at Parky Rin. Of course, Avendu uh, versus. In McKilly in the Colleges and Divisions hurling final. It's Emma Kelly who lead. It's two fifteen to thirteen points. And of course, uh, we'll have heard uh, yesterday if you were listening. Um, the the winners will receive the Dennis O'Riordan Cup, uh, presented by uh, Valley Rovers to the Cork County Board uh, in honour of uh, a club stalwart. Um, of course, uh, greatly uh, respected. Um, uh, Cork GA man uh, who died in March uh, so it's uh, certainly a fantastic occasion uh, in Parky Rin and Mark English has crossed the line and he's taken bronze for Ireland uh, he's finished third it's the Spaniard who takes gold uh, he looks absolutely dejected by that but he has come in in third he does get a medal so it's another medal on track for Ireland of course Kieran McGinn took uh, silver on Friday night um, in the women's 1500 metres uh, he looks very disappointed but he has gotten a medal uh, time of 145.19 um, second and a bit off of the winner Garcia uh, so not a bad uh, night's running there for Mark English um, at the European Championships now let's hear from Eric Den Haag's counterpart Jorgen Klopp Klopp made plenty of headlines himself as well this week um, he actually Pretty much got into a bit of a war of war of war of words with Gabby Agbon Lahore, uh, which you know he wouldn't blame Klopp because uh, he was he was pretty spot on with what he said about the the criticism Agbon Lahore uh, trashed out on radio in Britain. Uh, but of course Klopp is well facing questions about players leaving. Naby Keita's future isn't exactly um, you know fixed either. He he faces a few questions here. Let's hear him speaking to the media ahead of tomorrow's huge game in the Premier League against United at Old Trafford. Obviously with. Nunes suspended is is Bobby fit to come back in and have you spoken to Nunes as well what's his reaction been like after Monday yeah Bobby is is, is a trains completely normal um, is ready um, of course we spoke to Darwin um, and reaction is like reaction is in these situations he was um, very disappointed with himself 
obviously that it, that it happened. We spoke to him. So the, the, the things that the center half did will, it's not the only player in the world who is doing these kind of things. So, um, you know, but look, it's like a bit like that. If somebody makes such a mistake and you tell them, um, should not do it, then yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's about emotions. It's about um, all these kind of things. It's not, of course, we, we never had a situation like this before. It was here. As I know, no, pretty sure. And um, that's why um, I'm not an expert in these talks because I didn't have it need to have it that often. But it was that obvious that he knew anyway. That's not how it is. He, he apologized, which is absolutely fine. But now it's really important that then. Um, he gets, and he, we, we told him that it's not necessary to uh, walking through the building, head down, miserable stuff like this. And we, because it happened, that's it. We are human beings, and uh, we will make maybe made mistakes in our life. We will make mistakes in our life, and then you have to to carry on. If you don't do it again, then it's all fine. Then it happened once, and that's okay. Can I also just ask about that as well? I just wonder how ready he is to start. Obviously, Yabby yeah, Nil was on the bench the other night, but there's also been these reports in Germany that he's unhappy with his situation and could even leave before the deadline. And has Nabi intimated anything like that to you? What, what, how would you describe the situation if there, if there is one? It's really funny. I always have to, I mean, I have to respond on, on news <laughs> um, because. But you would learn if you would be sitting on my side of the table how often nil point nil is behind news. Um, then we would think, oh, really? What can I believe um, at all um, when I read newspapers? So um, now, nothing, absolutely nothing. Now he was ill for a week. Last week on the bench, last game on the bench is full in training. Looks really good. Um, all fine, um, but. Uh, not a player who's overly happy when he's not playing, but it's completely should not be so. But it's completely fine. Everything. I, I nobody came to me and asked me about anything like that, apart from you, obviously. Of us, it's of us, it's normal. But it's completely two different games we played yet. Um, I think we have, we said now often enough. We was not happy with the performance the first game. Yet it's actually our now our fourth game because the city game was obviously really good. Fulham um, really bad. Christophe really good, but special then because obviously um, of the red card. Cannot remember ever seeing a 10 v 11 um, when the 10 man put the, the 11 as much under pressure as we did. We pressed them everywhere, and that's the most difficult thing to do because, um, especially in that area, um, and with uh, with being outnumbered, um, so many options for the player for, for the opponent. But we did really well, uh, really well. I liked it a lot. So, in the start of the season, you you want to have results. I wouldn't say first and foremost, but they help a lot. Uh, but you need performances as well to work with, um, impressions to work with, and um, so we have now. Um, a lot of good and a few not so good and now we go from here so and for United yeah it's clear so um, you all played your part and I'm not sure you personally but uh, um, it was obviously not nice uh, not a nice week for United after after the Brentford game um, we forget in these moments how good Brentford is to be honest um, I had it was that bad I, I, I drove home I drove home on, um, I watched the first half here, I think. Then I drove home and 
Kannst du listen to Talksport and Gabi? I know, I know. He lost against us 6-0 when I my first year. I couldn't remember him as a mentality monster on the pitch, but what he said about United and that in that show, I was close to call in. And I, I was close to call in and tell him, you forgot completely that you have been a player. It's unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And if ex-players go already like this, then you can imagine how everything else is going. So and now you just have to ask yourself, just to ask yourself um, what... what um, how would you want to react in a situation like this and you would of course fight back that's completely normal that's what we expect but now the good news is when we play United it's anyway always the same so it's always like this and it's from our side like this and we are not happy about our start but we we, 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 we have a few things which we can change nothing can change everything so we don't know it's pretty tricky for preparation wise um, but It's early in the season and you don't have a lot of information about teams anyway. Crystal Palace played first time with five in the back against them. Second time, I think, and ever. We had to go back really long for the Aston Villa game to get a few impressions from that. And um, so it's, yeah, it's tough, but it's fine. We play United away. It was never easy. will never be easy. So um, we try to do our absolute best. Yeah, Jurgen Klopp there, ahead of tomorrow's huge game in the Premier League, of course, uh, Liverpool and United at Old Trafford. I thought that was very funny, the Gabby Agbonhar thing. But um, uh, yeah, uh, Klopp, I suppose, sticking up, I suppose, for a counterpart, uh, getting the, the, the criticism from the press. Um, now, earlier um, in a, the All-Ireland 2020 final, it wasn't to be for Cork Harlequins. Unfortunately, they lost out to the Belfast side in the decider. And uh, but it was a great effort, great going to get to the to the decider. And um, look, uh, I'm sure uh, there'll be more success, hopefully, uh, on the horizon in the future for Cork Harlequins. Now let's finish off with uh, a quick look at the golf. Um, now, of course, uh, last week uh, we would have uh, brought you Paul McGinley on the Irish uh, Legends um, Tour. Uh, it was uh, on in Donegal. Um, it was a massive success during the week. Um, I was keeping up put it on on Twitter and um, it was I think it went to, it went down to a playoff in the end uh, Philip Price of Wales uh, was victorious in the end um, but it certainly looks like a great occasion um, of course Paul McGinley heavy, heavily involved his father actually played um, uh, he played for the Donegal senior footballers uh, at one stage uh, despite living in Dublin uh, and McGinley uh, spoke to Highland Radio's Oshin Kelly after the uh, after all the action concluded this weekend. Paul, here we are at the end of what has been another hugely successful Legends at, at Rossa Pena. Before we look at the overall event, um, the back nine didn't go the way you wanted it. You were in contention right up to the 18th. Yeah, well, I kind of lost it 7-8-9, you know, and my three bogeys in a row there put me from leading, leading it to, to being behind. And I never was able to catch up from there. I was always kind of behind the eight ball from there. So it's disappointing. I'm, I'm, I'm very disappointed, but I'm sure a lot of players are too. You know, that tournament was there for the winning, but conditions were very difficult and mistakes were 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 frequent you know we all made mistakes and uh 
Yeah, you know, I, I made I made too many today at five bogeys. Listen, there's a lot of people out following you today as well, so there's a huge Donegal support for you. Yeah, it's great. I knew that was going to be the case, and uh, it was great to have them out there. I'm sorry I didn't deliver for them. Um, I, I did I did have the win in this tournament, and uh, just didn't get the job done. Didn't get it done, you know. Lost the ball today as well, too, which is uh, always going to hurt you in the last round of a tournament in contention. But anyway, it was it was fun. It was a battle. It was a grind, and, uh, you know, sometimes that's fun. Yeah, and Philip Price, a worthy winner as well. He was runner-up here last year, Went a step better this year? Yeah, I mean, very different scoring, you know. He, he wins with level par this year, he won 15 under par last yeah. year, and he didn't win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it just shows you the effect that the weather can have and how difficult a golf course can be when, when the wind blows, particularly these links courses. Are you for Thornbury now next week? Are you going to play there? Yeah, I'm for Thornbury, yeah. I mean, I've played very little golf, so I'm kind of playing my way into it and yeah. a little bit more golf under my belt than I might have been more competitive today yeah. than, than, than I was. Um, but nonetheless, you know, I put up a, a, decent, uh, a decent performance this week and um, you know I'll rise again yeah okay let's look at the tournament overall you're the host here it's been a brilliant week so it has I'm sure it's been a tiring week for you as well a lot of efforts gone on did Paul yeah a tiring week a lot of a lot of guests obviously you know a lot of people have come from America to be here and just trying to make sure everybody's looked after and all my family as well two relations there's a lot, obviously a lot around too and so it's it's good looking after everybody and uh, uh, you know I was happy to do that I knew that it was going to it was going to drain my battery doing all that but that's part of, of being the host and uh, but it was fun to be able to do it in Donegal and uh, yeah it probably did affect my performance a bit as my energy levels went down as the week went on but nonetheless you know that's the consequences uh, that you have and uh, I'm happy to do it happy to be in Donegal Casey's have put on a phenomenal event as always and uh, very proud to shine a spotlight up here in Donegal Yeah has, it hit the, has the event hit the targets that you wanted it to pull? I think so yeah except for me winning um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a target that I missed yeah. uh, but so many other ones are good you know huge um, interest in social media and and and, and um, everybody, every single person who played seemed to have so much fun, even though the conditions were so difficult, um, you know, because of the wind. It wasn't so much rain. It was, it was just a strong wind and it was blowing across the course and it, it made the golf course play really difficult. It's not back next year. Do you hope at some stage to take the legends back to, to, to maybe Ross Penn or even some other course in Donegal? Because this is a county that you hold very close to your heart, Paul. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll keep shining the spotlight on Donegal through the lens of golf as much as I can and any opportunity I can to do that, whether it's hosting another tournament down the road or not we'll have to wait and see you know we've got some great product here now uh, we all know that if you want to call golf a product you know some of these golf courses are improving uh, we got we got the bones of some great courses here you know some some upgrades are needed on some of them and, and that's happening at the moment there's reinvestment coming in uh, you heard Falch Ireland now and Tourism Ireland are starting to spend more and more money up here promoting Donegal as the Southwest has become so popular and um, you know one thing is very very clear you know golf brings you know hundreds of millions into the economy in terms of revenues so it's really important that the government spend spend money in golf because that's what um, you know as I say brings a lot of revenue in into the exchequer and everybody wins when that's the case so um, Donegal uh, the Donegal I said at the start of the week if Donegal was a stock I'd be buying it and uh, I'm still saying it yeah, it'd be great to get a tournament like that down around here, wouldn't it? Uh, some old legends playing around there. I think um, Thomas Bjorn ended up in in the in the playoff. Uh, eventually, lost out to Philip Price of Wales, but uh, yeah, certainly uh, sounded like a great great event. Uh, it'd be nice to see that down around down around Cork and maybe somewhere down down accessible anyway for Cork golf fans to go check out. Uh, currently in the BMW Championship, Shane Lowry is having a good day through eight holes. He's two under, seven under for the day, uh, or seven under for the tournament, should I say. So he's five shots off leader Patrick Cantlay, who is just after teeing off his round. And uh, I think McElroy is 
gone off off he's gone altogether. I uh, can't find him at all. So um uh, not oh here he is he's oh he's actually still seven under uh, he's evens for the day so uh, himself and Lowry on the same uh, score will they be able to put together a challenge uh, to go all the ways to the end uh, who knows but uh, can't say of course he's pretty good in these types of situations so you'd fancy him to probably hold on to his lead uh, anyway let's hear from Philip Price of course who did end up winning the Irish Legends, Irish Legends Championship Philip Price just moments now after sealing victory here in the Irish Legends what's the, the immediate feeling the immediate emotion uh, probably relief um, probably a little fortunate at the end where the, the guys didn't manage to birdie the par 5 last so uh, relief pleased um, delighted I, I lost in a playoff last year so uh, to get the trophy is um, delighted yeah. listen you finished at 15 under last year and under the playoff you finished level par today testing conditions all weekend this this one proven to be a real challenge for you oh this has been so difficult the last two days uh, you know, the course was firm really windy in a 20-25 mile hour wind uh, tough old golf course so yeah. when it's firm as well so I think it was I was the last man standing by the look of it yeah listen you enjoyed your weekend Donegal but I love, I love this place so yeah. I um, don't think we're coming back next year but I'll uh, maybe I'll come for a holiday again yeah, yeah. listen you've won again on the Legends Tour are you going to Thornbury next week yes yeah going there looking forward to it uh, i got a couple of days off and I'll uh, try and get myself yeah. ready for that and you're carrying good form on it de- definitely well I won the par yeah. 3 last week I won the Irish Legends so uh, I've definitely shown some form ok congratulations on your Irish Legends thanks very much Alright, that is it from us. We're out of time. If you missed us, you can check out the podcast on redfm.ie, The Big Red Bench. We'll be back next week. Until then, next up, uh, Green on Red, Mags Blackburn. We'll hand over to you there. We'll see you next week. Good luck. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM.